Hulk and her best friend. Hellcat. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Good evening. Happy Thursday Night Live. Yeah. How you doing tonight, Chris? Doing great. I'm doing great. I, uh, I got some stuff today in regards to the, I guess, the show. Uh, feel great about my notes. Got a couple aesthetics things done. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Ready for some football. A uh, little, little uh, down in the fantasy terms because of, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it here in a minute with the news. Uh, you know, there's there's some injuries going around if you haven't heard lately. Yep, the fashionable in injury is injury. What am I drunk? Uh, the fashionable injury injury is ankle. Ankle is this year's mm -hmm. hamstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is? So we're dealing with that, but you know, I'm I'm happy to be here as always, uh, and hoping for you know uh, questions from the audience. If you guys are just showing up, filing in, get uh, get get on in here. Uh, feel free to listen in for the first part of the show and uh, drop your comments. We like to include them visually in the show but we also like to save questions for the end so uh submit yeah. your questions discord chris Twitter. likes to i like to break that rule yeah so, um yeah so i guess uh what else what you, how are you doing what you got um chris and we can follow this assuming i can keep up with it um last night as i was drinking my sorrows away while watching the pitiful White Sox in their very last game of the season, a team who definitely does not deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, I learned that there's a, such a thing as sober October. And so this is day one of sober October. I understand that it's October 6th, but day still. one of sober October for me. Oh, 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 I see. A few days into October, I see. But you're going to call. Yeah, that's I just found out about it yesterday. So, and I was drinking yesterday. So, give me a break, all right? So, I am on day one of Sober October. We'll see if it, I'm not going to adhere to it if I, you know, really have to. But I'm going to check it out. You know, maybe lower my blood pressure a little bit. Maybe lose a little weight because of it. You know, a little sobriety never hurt. Having said that, I wanted to drink really bad while I was at work today because uh, someone in a different department was really testing the limits. Oh, no. <laughs> really yeah, testing the limits. Like the the shtick, though. You're trying to quit smoking cigarettes. You're trying to stay on the wagon and quit drinking. You're trying to, you know, stop the shooting up. Oh, that is. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is that is a thing. But still, it was one of those. I was like, I was about ready. I was about like like this close to like just getting up and like walking out like not walking out walking up but like walking out and like walking around to kind of blow some steam off because i was not a happy man at one point yeah anyways yeah yeah anyway All but right. that was then and this is now and we're here to talk about some fantasy football which is hopefully f more fun than the middle part of my day at work today couldn't, couldn't agree more right yeah, absolutely. Hey, can you give me two seconds? Uh, should we BRB no. or do you want to entertain the masses? I got to do something real quick. It takes two and a half seconds. Well, Chris poops. Um, <laughs> it's not that. That's not two and a half seconds. Uh, but yeah, well, go ahead, Chris poops. I will. I will say something that I learned just a little bit ago. So, and this is fantasy related. It's not real life. Um, so far in the year, Kyle Pitts has been very, very disappointing. And you know, I know he has a pretty decent matchup this week, but. 
I think you really need to start thinking about other options of Kyle Pitts. He's played in less than 70% of the team's uh, snaps, and he has yet to score more than like eight fantasy points. Like that's not a starting tight end. That's a bad tight end. And I know people were spending like third and fourth round picks on Kyle Pitts. And hopefully, hopefully this week, you at least started exploring other options. And, you know, maybe you need to when, like keep going with um, the rest of the show. And we have some tight end um, guys that you can maybe pick up and play later on in the, in the show. But just Kyle Pitts, man, like he is not. Like, this is definitely do or die. Like, this is... Chris, I was talking about Kyle Pitts while you were gone, while you were mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. while you were on the crapper. Um, I, I I can never go to the bathroom that quick. I was not um, on the crapper. Anyways, I was talking about Kyle Pitts and how people like, this is definitely... Last week was do or die. This is do or die. Like, are you dropping Kyle Pitts after this week if it's another really, really bad game? Uh, I know he was okay for you a couple weeks ago. How did he do for you last week? Not good at all. Not good at all. Oh, that's right. It's basically been one good game. No touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Usage has been less than ideal. Well, I guess usage is maybe not the correct term. Uh, The snap percentage, the times in which he is in the game, has, has, has been not 80 90 percent like i don't understand why i mean unless it unless it's a matter of conditioning and then that's something we could talk about but that's not what we're being told no i'm, I'm concerned for sure um see i, I, I read less than 70 percent of the team of snaps, coaching then, staff you know on this side it says 77.4 percent so mm, okay well, oh it was over the last two weeks which that is true 67 percent and 62 percent the last two weeks so, so I don't know. I, I don't know the percentages of him lining up in line tight end versus the slot versus out wide. I think they need. And you'd have to, I think you'd have to give me like a half an hour to find that out. No, I'm, I'm just off the top of my head. What I'm concerned about is they're not using him in the way in which they should all over the field, uh, including as a wide receiver. Um, uh-huh. And the coaching staff is a little run happy, run heavy, if you will. Uh, and that concerns me. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see if the coach lasts. Uh, they also don't have a very good team around them. So, but you'd think with a bad defense, they'd be coming back a lot, and there'd be a lot of garbage time and a lot of he has matchups. A catch rate. He's a catch rate of forty-five and a half percent. Wow, that's bad. I mean, I think I think some of that is based on targets, and you know, targets are within five quali- yards. Of- I mean, quality of targets. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like that's also probably based on targets. Like he was targeted, if say he was targeted ten percent or ten times in a game, and he only caught like four and a half. He only had four and a half catches. I know you can't catch half catch a ball, but you know what I'm saying. You're only catching forty five percent of the of the time. Like, how many of those targets were actually quality targets? You know, right, right, right. That's right. that's it's Marcus yeah. Mariota we're talking about here, not you know, yeah, vintage I, Peyton Manning or whatever. And no, no offense to Ritter, but I mean. Maybe there's just a point in the season where they've lost enough games where they'll finally take a look at Ritter. But I assume what I'm they sure have... they I'm sure they will. But right now, I think I'm not excited really... about what they have behind Mariota. Let me put it that way. I think right now that Ritter is one of those guys that here we are eight minutes in and we're talking about the Falcons still. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. Ritter is one of those guys where they, <laughs> they drafted him knowing that he wasn't ready. You know, for sure. he wasn't NFL sure. ready. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. really good in college. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they... 
they knew that he was at work and he was going to be take some time and they drafted him not to start this year yeah. you know if, unless maybe something happened to Mariota again something you know? I haven't thought to look up yet but I'd like I'd be interested to see their red, their red zone numbers obviously Pitt's red zone numbers too because at the very least he's an should be an above average red zone threat um, let me get started with the news or we'll be here all night although it's not that long all right, um, we've got uh, Mac Jones, quarterback, Patriots. Ankle, limited practices so far this week. They yeah, he didn't play last week. Uh, Brian Hoyer got put on the on the IR. I know you were about to get that anyway. So let's bring in some Baylor Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. That's how you say it, right? Yep. Yep, I was watching that game last week, and I was like, this guy is maybe not that great. But, I mean. Some people for- got excited about him, I, I, I read online. <laughs> some people yeah are like, like this is very brady-esque sort of tale like he was like a fifth round pick oh, he's okay, a rookie okay. this year you know uh, yeah i the impression i got from what i read let me be clear i didn't watch the game um was that he watched part of it he, he, he had a nice live arm and came in with some moxie and they liked what they saw but you know he didn't play that well uh so yeah uh brian hoyer is on ir oh he's on ir i didn't get mm-hmm. that update today from a concussion Something I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. On to more quarterback news. James, like, like that's how much I, I didn't care. To, I'm like I don't care about Brian Hoyer. I care about Bailey Zappi. Gotcha. More quarterback news. Jameis Winnie Winston. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start editing this document before I. <laughs> Winnie, that's his nickname. Well, you already pile drove uh, Kyle Pitts into the ground. I mean, I, 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 the first one I saw was the last one, the one about. <laughs> How he's been pitiful. Yeah, it's so bad. I was going to delete that, and I was like, I'll just remember to read around it. Anyway, Jameis Winston, uh, back slash ankle injuries. Did not practice Thursday. Didn't play last week either. Yeah, did not play play last week. I got to say, we'll be talking about him later, but I, not Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton played okay last week. I didn't watch the entire game, but I watched part of it. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't bad. Like, I mean, it's Andy Dalton, so he makes some mistakes here and there, but it wasn't atrocious. Just saying. Gotcha. Brian Robinson Jr. running back for the Washington Commanders. Gunshot Football wounds team. was his illness. <laughs> <laughs> I said that on purpose and it sounded so funny when it came out and it's still funny to me. Uh looking like he might play this week. I'm sorry, Mr. Robinson. I, it's, it, it, it doesn't it's not funny that you got shot, but the way you not. said it was, was comedic. <laughs> I'm sorry, thank you. Okay, uh looking like he might play this week. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 see if that happens. Uh I think I think he's just a wait see. Um that back I mean, you're, pro- you're probably not starting him if you have uh, him. But... Gosh, I hope not, man. That's yeah. I mean, Antonio Gibson had a pretty good week one, and it's been pretty downhill it's ever been since. Bad since, yeah. No, no, he's a, he's a good at dart throw as any. Just I'm not in about first week out. J.K. Dobbins chest full practice today. Okay, good for him. Uh, Thursday, by the way, folks, for full practice today, Thursday. Uh, Javante Williams uh, running back for the Denver Broncos as we bury the lead. Uh, his season is over due to an ACL slash PCL tear. So I thought it was LCL. Okay, Point- I couldn't remember. Point- oh, there you go. So it's ACL and LCL tears, meaning uh, very similar uh, injury to the aforementioned J.K. Dobbins last year. In fact, I think they were about a, week, a month apart in terms, I think, Dobbins 
happened a month sooner, if I'm not mistaken. Dobbins was right before the season started, about a week before the season started. Really? Because okay. mm-hmm. remember, there was that mad scramble for um, Tyson Williams, and then he got injured. Or it was a mad scramble for Gus Bradley, and then the next day, Gus Bradley gets an ACL. Then there's that mad scramble for Tayson Williams. I think it's Gus Johnson, by the way, not the defensive coordinator for your beloved Colts. I hate <laughs> Gus Bradley. Yeah, you're right. Um, the Gus bus. The Gus bus. Right. And then it was Tyson Williams, uh, and then it ended up being absolutely no one. This is the best news segment ever. Okay, let's finish before I lose concentration on everything there is. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. My qu- two quick cents on Javante is, uh, you know, waivers have already passed, so this is a moot point. But uh, I'm in, I'm not firmly in Camp Boone. And not because of my Gordon hatred, because I think Gordon will be the guy. You hate Melvin Gordon. No, I think Gordon will be the guy. I just think that the offense had been struggling until this week. And Gordon had fumbled, what, like in every game but one? Three out of four games? Something like okay. that. Um, so that concerns me. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, in the couple few carries that uh, Boone got, it was like 10 per. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, I didn't spend any fab. Uh, not any. I didn't spend much of any fab on either one of them. I was looking elsewhere in terms of waivers. But again, that's a moot point. But that's where I'm at with the Javante entry. I don't like where the backfield is going. Yeah, Mike Boone is uh, Mike Boone is a not, perennial not, like third string guy, guy on. But he, yeah, he was like a guy. third, fourth string guy for the Vikings, and he's been that way for the Broncos too. And it's I just, just wonder if he's a better pass catcher than Gordon at their points at this point in their respective careers. I, I know don't think I know so. Gordon's been good. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't. Know. I highly doubt it. That's a long uh, season. It's a long season. Yeah. Anyways, Devontae's out for all of it. Rashad Penny is not out for the whole season. He has a shoulder injury and did not practice to Thursday. Or uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, or Wednesday. Oh, not practicing. There you go. Uh, DeAndre Swift, ankle shoulder, did not practice either Wednesday or Thursday. On to CMC, not practicing due to, quote, rest. This seems to be a weekly thing at this point. Uh, David Montgomery, ankle injury, limited practice today. Sounding like he'll miss again this week, but stay tuned. I don't think any fantasy players want to hear that. They want to see Khalil Herbert <laughs> some more. I think... Uh, yeah, Khalil Herbert wasn't the bee's knees last week, so no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can't win them all, but um, Amon Ross St. Brown can. He can win all the ones that he plays in, and it's looking like he may not play this week because he has an ankle injury and did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Rashad Bateman uh, does not play for Lions. He plays for the Ravens. He is also a receiver. He has a foot injury and is not practicing so far this week. He was injured in the second half last week and couldn't finish the game. So that's a pretty good indication we should be concerned there. Michael Thomas doing what he does, having a foot injury and not practicing. C.D. Yeah, Lamb, uh, this was a late pop-up, I think, today, like several hours ago. C.D. Lamb groin injury popped up on Thursday, yet to practice mm. this week. No, he yeah, he didn't practice yesterday either, so I don't think uh, it popped up today. But I don't think he had any injury designation leaving the game. And it's not unheard of for him to not practice on Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. I got. Um, Gabe Davis, uh, again, gosh, man, more of the same ankle injury. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, full practice this week. There you go. That's yep. a good sign. I just hadn't really put it together yet. Sounded like he's going to play this week, or he's definitely on track to, at least, you know. I think they could use him. 
Uh, Traylon Burks. This one was a big disappointment for a guy that was kind of a throw-in on a trade, but uh, Traylon Burks has turf toe. He's expected to miss some time, quoting Mike Vrabel, their head coach. Uh, he's being a, a vague and unclear how much time Burks will miss. So keep that in mind, yeah. folks. I dropped it. I think the Titans also have a bye next week. We didn't mention this with the Lions, but I think the Titans are off next week as well. So I bet Traylon Burks doesn't play this week, hoping that they're probably with them hoping that he's going to be good to go after their bye. Yeah. And I probably think, not with a turf toe, but you know, and I think he touched on it while I was not crapping. Um, you were crapping. You said something about bye weeks. Yeah. We should definitely, you know, like get through the news quickly, save some time in the regular segment. Of As the show. we're talking about this, <laughs> right. And <laughs> in hit the middle on, of the news segment, damn it. <laughs> right. And hit on bye weeks. And, uh, because I can't remember, is it six is the bike apocalypse? Uh, not six. In, whatever. Anyway, uh, that's Traylon Burks again. Turf toe, yada yada yada. Uh, Keelan Allen hamstring, not practicing. You mean Keenan no. Allen? That's not what I said. Keenan. I said Keenan Allen. You said Keelan. Did I really? Yeah. I said Keenan right. Peel Allen. Okay, got it. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie for the uh, Buffalo Bills concussion return to limited practice Thursday. DJ Shark of the aforementioned Lions with. Buku injuries. Uh, DJ Chark ankle got a limited practice in on Thursday, so I think he might go because he has to. <laughs> Alan Lazard, more ankle injuries to wide receivers, limited practices so far, but he'll be fine. He's been fine for the last, I believe, couple of weeks with his ankle. Brandon Cooks, limited practices due to rest, because uh, he's the entire team. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, Noah Brown for the Cowboys, wide, uh, the wide receiver for the Cowboys. A neck injury, uh, still full practices, though. Uh, Kyle Pitts uh, has a hamstring injury, not practicing so far this week. Uh, um, and yeah. It doesn't matter because he's been pitiful. <laughs> From that. So it's week five, and I, I'm here to talk about some wide receivers. Chris, you got the running backs this week. Who, do you, who would you like me to start with? Option number one, two, three, four, or five? I guess it doesn't really matter because I'm going to start with Jamar Chase. He's playing the Ravens this week. Uh, cool. Chase, uh, he hasn't been very good. Um, he has 16, 9, 10, and 6 targets so far this season. Despite those decent numbers, decent to great numbers, actually, uh, Chase hasn't scored more than 10.1 fantasy points since week one. And that was with a 23.9 performance. Um if you were to, um, and that's, and all that makes Chase the wide receiver 15. If you bring that 23.9 down to his weekly average, about nine and a half, he would be somewhere in the neighborhood of wide receiver 40 right now. So Chase hasn't been very good. That's why I haven't included him in here. It seemed like maybe a big name, but Chase is getting the Ravens this week. So I think he can do a good, I think he's going to be good for everyone out there that has him on their team. Um, the Ravens did a pretty good job with the uh, against the Bills last week, but that was in a pretty that was on a pretty rainy afternoon. I know that sometimes that doesn't mean much, but it was, and the Bills were pretty banged up at the wide receiver position as well. So mm -hmm. the, the Ravens are still giving up the second most points to wide receivers too. And Chase has the the 13th best wide receiver cornerback matchup per PFF. So I think you should chase those Week One wide uh, points from Mister Chase. See what I did there? Beautiful, beautiful. Keep up the good work, sir. That that was that was a one dad joke. <laughs> Damn, I know you <laughs> like I know you like dad jokes. Son of a biscuit. We'll go with one Rashad White. White carried the ball 
three times for only six yards, but he did score on the ground. He played a season high 38% of snaps. I know, I know, not impressive. Bear with me. This is my least low hanging fruit, guys. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not. Yeah, no, that's what Josh said. Yeah, no, we're good, we're good. <laughs> he is the least low hanging fruit. You said put the low hanging fruit in the middle. He is not the low hanging fruit. He is the least low hanging fruit. Anyway, he did score on the ground. He played a season high 38% snaps, and more importantly, Caught all five of his targets for a very efficient 50 yards. But he did fumble on the opening kickoff to set up the Chiefs for their first score. But the fact that the coaching staff came right back to him says, you know, they're over it and, and that they trust him. I mean, they had him back on kickoffs. That's the type of guy you put back there. You trust his hands. Uh, and it was a really close fumble. I'm not saying it wasn't a fumble. It was clearly a fumble. But in terms of the knee being almost on the ground and, and the, the position of the body... Um, and hey, if you get points for special teams, there you go. He does return kicks. Uh, the Falcons are not particularly... Uh, Falcons are who the uh, uh, Buccaneers play this week. The Falcons are not particularly bad versus the run, but that's not why White right, is one of my fave fives this week. It's the receiving game. And the fact I think Brady wants to take the helm of this sinking ship. See what I did there? He no. is getting... They're the Buccaneers... I know. I was making a joke. Good one. Uh, he is he is getting a divorce due to, you know, unretiring on his, his wife there. So I think he wants to uh, throw more. I think he wants to go out in his own terms. I think Bowles, the, uh, being a defensive-minded head coach, has wanted a more balanced approach uh, attack, and, and that's not really working for them as well as they'd hoped. Now that they're getting healthier at wide receiver uh, and are lacking in talent at tight end, uh, you know, like versus last year with Gronk, uh, Rashad White becomes your James White, uh, and we're all and we're off and running. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, Linder Fournette's not going anywhere, but we we can all agree on four things. He doesn't look like the 2021 uh, Leonard Fournette. Fournette has had injury concerns in the past. Rashad White was a prolific pass catcher in college, 51 career catches on in only 15 career games at Arizona State. And rookies tend to get more work and get better as the season goes along. 17 games, folks. Uh, I think he'll be on the field more and more, and I think he gives the offense a spark it desperately needs with no Gronk or AB or, you know, perhaps a less than 2021 Fournette out of the backfield. Now, it's important to mention Fournette was still the back for two-minute situations, both at the end of the half and, and at the end of the game. But I expect that to change as weeks go on and that is my my guy my first guy okay um i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit um i don't know personally i would not play rashad white this week i think it's a good matchup so i i like that and we will be talking about more buccaneer players as we as mm -hmm. the night goes along the show goes along i would say um, this is the desperation flex like, remember when I asked which... I think the 33% snap share that you said, that's what scares me. I think that... But, yeah. Close enough. I was, I was trying to remember, okay? Um, He's not averaging that on the season. That was last week. So, I know. To your point. I know. Um, I think it's still Leonard Brat uh, Fournette's backfield until otherwise he got... He was more mm -hmm. targeted. He was... Like, Tom Brady trusts him. Tom Brady is, he's like Aaron Rodgers in the sense that he likes guys that he can trust. And Leonard Fournette is in that wheelhouse. I, that's, that, that's my personal opinion. 
and I, I can't disagree with some of those points. Uh, I will say this much. I probably should have prefaced it uh, a little bit better instead of saying um, my low. My, there, but there's there's my, teams out there that have. Fruit. I should have said this is more of a guy you can pick up free and clear right now. Play out of desperation in your flex, that's and there's probably some people out there that are really desperate that, for running that's backs. Exactly you know, why I'm bringing it up, and I'm glad you yeah. brought it up in those terms because he's not—he's not the shiniest. I like it. He's not—he's not the greatest guy. We'll talk. I'll talk about tonight. <laughs> Let's put. It okay, cool. Next guy. Next guy. No, but you made some other good points about Leonard Fournette's injury. I disagree that he's. Yeah, maybe not quite 2021, but he still looks pretty good. Anyways, uh, Chris Godwin is. Since we're talking about the Bucks, I will talk about Chris Godwin. It's Atlanta. You already said it, Chris. They're not very good. <laughs> um, last week versus the Chiefs, Chris Godwin played 55 snaps, only three less than Mike Evans. So he was out there pretty much the same amount as Mike Evans. Had the same number of targets as Mike Evans, 10. Ended up with seven receptions for only 59 yards. Not that great. But uh, Godwin's only played in two weeks this season. He has, he has yet to score a touchdown. But I think that's coming this week. The Falcons are in a five-way tie for giving up the second-most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. That would be six touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Um, and I just don't think the, the Falcons can generate enough pass rush to really get after Tom Brady, giving Brady more time to throw to Godwin and Evans this week, too. I like them both this week, but I chose Godwin because I feel like Edwins was kind of the more obvious guy, you know? Um so I really like Chris Godwin this week. You know, I I think that, you know, like I said, it was only it was only he got seven out of ten reception or targets last week. It was only for fifty nine yards. But the Chiefs are getting after Tom Brady. I don't think the I don't think the Falcons are doing that this week. Like What's it. your next guy, Chris? What's your next guy? I, like I know you really like Chris Godwin. You're a Chris Godwin fan, so. No, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's. I, I mean, I've been off him for injury and well it's hard to, it's hard to be on him when exactly. he tore his acl last year like oh i don't like chris godwin this week because he's in ir but yeah, like, and okay just, and just well in the off season was didn't he start on no he didn't start on pup but he was uh he might as well have first couple weeks two or three weeks yeah um so now he played in week one and then he missed weeks two and three. there you go my bad my bad yeah. um so it's bucks chiefs this week was that correct no that was last week Oh, sorry. That's right. That's why. All right. Well, we're gonna we're like you said, save my low hanging fruit, my lowest hanging fruit. Doing it right. Just First say the next guy. <laughs> I can't do it, sir. Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going in opposite order. Apparently, I'm going with the two. Oh my God. Least names. I, again, I should preface this by saying I even had a little thing type up that I forgot to read off. Uh, that I was going to say, may I remind folks that our fave five can, doesn't have to be a in case start. of glass break eyes, Isaiah Pacheco. Jesus. Uh, go ahead. Know, it could be a pickup and like not start this week. It could be anything. It could be a, a, a bye week replacement. It could be an injury replacement. It could be a desperate flex like the previous uh, uh, guy, uh, Rashad White. <sighs> keep going. Rolling your eyes harder. Keep, it's, no, it's, no. It's, I'm, it's, I'm just, it's, I'm just it's keep, going. Keep, yeah, going. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I will. In the two games, Pacheco has played more than 20% of the snaps, which would be week one and week four. He has received double-digit carries and averaged over five yards per carry. And he did it last week to the Buccaneers, arguably one of the better rush defenses in the league, Fact. only giving up uh, 14.2 fantasy points per game to uh, RBs. That'll give a third best. 
Mm -hmm. He clearly has a role, and that role is to put games away with burst and a physical running style. This week, he gets the uh, division rival Raiders. The Raiders are okay versus fantasy running backs, giving up the 12th most uh, fantasy points per game to the running back position uh, at 20.4. And 10th best in league, uh, I'm sorry, and 10th best in league in rushing yards surrendered. But they are fifth worst, yeah, 10th best. Again, let me be clear, 10th best in the league in rushing yards surrendered. But they are <laughs> fifth worst, having given up five rushing touchdowns on the year. Uh, the yeah. game is at Arrowhead, one of the toughest places to play. Uh, it's uh, the highest over-under of the week at 50.5 points, and the Chiefs are favored by 6.5 points. All that is to say is I expect lots of points, and the Chiefs will take care of business at home, win handily, and give Pacheco a chance to put the game away. Okay. So you're, you're, if I'm reading in between the lines, you think that there's a good chance he scores a touchdown this week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because okay. because he'll get said uh, uh, what was it twenty percent twenty percent plus of snap share, and I believe it was double digit carries. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I have negative thing to have to say about that is that I wonder if um, well, the Chiefs was very impressive. It, last it's week. just what, what okay. <laughs> um, I didn't really watch that much of the game, so I'm just going to agree to disagree with you. I'm like, I don't know. I guess um, that's the, the easy pushback is what I'd say. Now, I was going to say is that I think it's just going to be hard to really predict when these Chiefs running backs are, which one's going to be, is it going to be Jack McKinnon? Is it going to be Pacheco? Is it going to be CEH? I don't know. I like your call. Like, you know, you make, you make good points. So, I don't know. I, the Chiefs backfield just frustrates me with, like, a lot of things in fantasy football this year so far. So Like a, like a lot of backfields. Yeah. Um, anyways, on to my next guy. Speaking of the Chiefs, Chris Olave. Chris Olave, who doesn't play for the Chiefs. That's how I... I was just so I, confused for a second. <laughs> I wasn't going to um, say anything. I was like... Or I was going to say something, and then I wasn't because you caught it. Olave is the guy that Chiefs could have should have drafted. I don't think they had a chance. But uh, um, Chris Olave is going to get up against the Seattle Seahawks. Michael Thomas didn't play that last week. And it's looking like he's probably uh, a good chance he doesn't play again this week, which sucks for one of my fantasy teams. But that's OK. Um, we all know that uh, last week, Chris Olave got his first NFL touchdown. Um, Olave so far has three, 13, 13 and seven targets on the season. He hasn't had a game with less than three receptions. He's leading the team in snaps. Even if Michael Thomas had played last week, uh, Chris Olave still might have eclipsed his snap total. Um, Olave just might be the the new wide receiver one for the Saints. I'm thinking that he is, man. Um, Andy Dalton might be the quarterback again this week with it looking like Winnie being pretty questionable right now. Last week, Olave had the most receptions out of all the Saints receivers. And this week it is C at toll. They are not good. And I thought that this oh, Olave not. thing might have to take some time to get going, you know, like because sometimes rookie red receivers are not very good at first. You know, they take time to get up to NFL speed. But, man, we talk, we've talked about in weeks past about his, you know, total air yards that he's been racking up. And, I mean, like Olave has been good, man. And he looks pretty good with it. Like I said earlier in the show, Andy Dalton looked pretty good last week as well. And against, a, you know, an okay to bad um, Seattle defense. I like, I like if Andy Dalton, if I knew Andy Dalton were playing this week, he would probably be my quarterback stream of the week, but he's not. So, cause I'm not quite sure yet. So I like a lobby again this week and 
you know, unless it's a really rough matchup, I kind of like him moving forward. Like he might just be like an every week flex, if not starter, you know? Yep. I, I, I put up a trade for him uh, this week. It got shot down. So there's some uh, dynasty or redraft. <laughs> dynasty. Uh, yeah, probably. I already told you who I tried to trade with. Onward and upward. Um, oh. To your point, I'm going to save my low-hanging fruit for the middle. But since this is, we're right in the middle. I know. So I'm going to I'm going to fudge it because I want to continue my theme. If you haven't noticed the theme of my guys yet, we're going to continue with what would technically not be the lowest hanging fruit, and then we'll get the guy. Now. Okay. Anyway, uh, Damian Pierce. Running back, Texans. Pierce has seen his rushing share and snap share increase each week, and all we've been looking for uh, to perhaps start pushing the RB1 territory is receiving work. Well, it happened last week. Are they playing the... Oh, they're playing the the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. Pierce was really good last week, too, uh, for those listening. Um, So a quick snapshot of these uh, rush percentages and snap shares. Bear with me. Uh, this will be an order of week one rush percentage, 44%. Again, reminder, folks, that's the percentage of the running back rush attempts. Rush percent, 44%. Snap percent, 29%. Not pretty in week one. Week two, 100% of the rush attempts by running backs and a 62% <laughs> snap share. Week three, 87% of the rush uh, attempts and a 59% snap share. Week four, 100% of the rushes by running backs and a 68% snap share. With the Jags giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to running backs at 22 per game, including 210 rushing yards to the Eagles last week and allowing the second most receptions and receiving yards to running backs. I love Damian Pierce as a low end RB one this week. Wow. Yep. Put in the lineups. Um, right. um, speaking of Damian Pierce, on to Brandon Cooks, his teammate. Um, they are both going up against Jacksonville since they are on the same team. Uh, Jacksonville is giving up the 22.1 uh, points per game to the wide receiver position. That's 11th most in all of football. As much as I want Nico Collins to be a thing, I don't think David Mills uh, can sustain yeah. fan, two fantasy... I spelled two wrong there. Um, two fantasy viable wide receivers. Nico Collins is kind of in the mix there, here and there. But I just think that Cook's going to have a solid game this week. Uh, last year, Cook scored 15.7 and 25.7 points against the Jags. And Davis Mills played in the latter of those two, the 25.7. Um, the Jags might still be a slightly better defense this year than last year, but I still like Cooks to have himself a solid week f- for himself and for all of you as well. I know Davis Mills has not played that well this year. I just I I think Brandon Cooks is it's quarterback proof. I, I would hate to, for this year to be the year that breaks his streak of a thousand receiving yards. You know what I'm saying? I am on board with that. Uh, I think he has shown us more or less that he is quarterback proof throughout his career. <laughs> Excuse me. On to the low hanging fruit, the aforementioned that we're kind of not putting in the middle. Uh Jeff Wilson. Uh, running back for the 49ers. Okay. The Panthers have given up the eighth most rushing yards this season and rank 15th, so middle of the pack, uh, in fantasy points per game given up to the running back position. That's 19.3 per game, which, is, again, isn't awful. Uh, but Jeff Wilson has been seeing a high-level usage and a nose for the end zone in place of Elijah Mitchell. In 2020, 
2021 and through the four weeks of this season, anytime Jeff Wilson sees at least 12 carries, he either scores or gets 100 yards 85% of the time. That would be 11 out of 13 times. I like Wilson as an RB1 this week. Simple. Cool. I don't know if you're watching me there. It was my, the face I was making was not at you. I was watching the Thursday night football game and I want to throw my tablet so bad. No, I mean, I, I kind of was. And I, pitiful. I, I assume you're shaking my head every time my mouth is moving, sir. No, I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm not at you. I'm just, I'm watching this and I'm like, it's just pitiful. No, anyways, it's just, it's just like you said, he's my low hanging fruit. He's my smash play. I mean, he, he's, 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 no RB1 has been that overwhelming, except for what, like Saquon for the first couple weeks or something. Like, it, it's been kind of eh, cook. Saquon and, and Eckler Nick Chubb. finally for week four. Like, so. But even then, it's been Nick Chubb and Saquon, and that's been it. So, yeah, I see Wilson as a top 12 guy easy this week. Is it mainly because of matchup? It has a lot to do with matchups, yes, sir. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I don't but think he's also I, been scoring from, double digit fantasy points every every week. Yeah. He just doesn't look very good when I've watched him. I'm like, okay. He's a good red zone guy. I think that's all he's pretty much done. Yes, he's been a uh, backup. Literally, he's been a backup. So. And he, I think he plays like a backup. But that's what backups do. They play when the guy's hurt. That's what exactly yeah. what he's doing. He's no, a pretty no. good backup. Okay. So, no, no, no. I, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's a bad call. I just like. I just like personally like having watched a, bu a bunch of 49ers games already this year. I'm just like Jeff Wilson just looks average, you know, man. So and so that's why I was like, do you think it's bat matchup or do you actually think Jeff Wilson is the bee's knees? And you're saying matchup. So I can I definitely get down with I can definitely get down with that. Yep. 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 All right. Cool. Um, my last guy. This is this is a kind of a bold call. So, Chris, I don't I don't listen to a lot of fantasy football podcasts or shows throughout the week or whatever i check in on some articles here and there mainly for validation because we are quote amateurs we don't get paid for this but it's from these some from some of these quote experts they have um like they like i've been seeing like don't play your packers against the giants especially in the passing game so on and so on I so this is a, this a little bit yeah this is a good point yep yeah so and so here i'm gonna go against the grain a little bit on this one i'm calling romeo dubs a start this week okay they're playing with the giants the giants are actually third best versus the wide receivers uh position this year but here's the teams they've played so far and their wide receiver cores the titans in week one eh. the panthers bad the cowboys not that bad surprisingly with cooper rush and then last week against the bears gross Aaron Rodgers and Dubs and Lazard are taken on the G-Men in London. And over the last two weeks, Dobbs has two touchdowns, 13 of, caught 13 of 16 targets for 120 yards. So that's averaging a touchdown, 60 yards, and about six and a half receptions over the last two weeks. I wish that yardage was a little bit higher, but, I th but Aaron Rodgers is looking for him, you know, short, medium, long. I like Dubs, man. I think that he's maybe not the burner that um, Christian um, Watson is, <laughs> but he's still a good receiver, a decent enough receiver at least. And I think you can start him against the Giants. And I think that Aaron Rodgers, there's a good chance that Aaron Rodgers makes this Giants defense look like the scrubs that they potentially are, you know? I... I, I, I was very surprised when I like saw this stuff about like 
bench your don't play Aaron Rodgers this week. Bench your uh, Packers wide receivers. I was like, I mean, I know one of those weeks really? the Giants played a Dak-less Cowboys. Yes, they lost to the Cowboys and the Cowboys, you know, Cooper Rush and yay, Cooper Rush and all that. But it was against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. It wasn't against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Like, come Yeah, on. it wasn't against Dak and the, the, the you know, as much we, as, as bad as Dak looked. Full compliment of, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, the Bears, that's gross. The, the Panthers, oh, they're, they're also gross. They're awful. The Titans, the Titans we were just had... Um, mm. Mm-hmm. A, a, a rookie, Traylon Burks. I'm not even sure if he played in week one. And then a Robert Woods coming off of an ACL. Like those, that's not a murderer's row of teams that it's, they went up against. They didn't go up against the Chiefs, the Bucks, you know, the um, insert other good team in yeah, there. Yeah. I, I Sorry, think I'm... some of their, some of their logic is I, off the, kind of off the top of my head is I think the Giants have a pretty good pass rush. I think that rookie's getting healthy. Thibodeau. That are yep. up. so that's kind of their lo- that's Thibodeau. Thank you. Uh, that's where their logic lies. Uh, my last guy of the evening at the running back position as a fave five for your flexible positions um, is Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he has looked good as he has looked good as of late. Averaging. I was uh, hoping that you would put in at least a Patriots running back into this, and you did. Thank you. No problem. Um, he's been averaging uh, 95 all-purpose yards uh, and a half a touchdown over the last two games. Granted, small sample size. That's fine. Uh, and he gets the Lions this week. By far and away, the worst defense in the league, no matter how you slice it. They're giving up the second most fantasy points to the running back position at 28.4 per game. The third most rushing yards uh, in the league and giving up an average of two and a half rushing touchdowns per game. Mac Jones is trending in, uh, but I honestly wonder if it matters. Detroit is so bad. Ramondre is a uh, Ramondre is a high end flex for me this week. So I kind of you know he's he's not a guy you gotta get in your lineup, but yeah, high end flex, high end flex for me. I think it's a I think it's a week where you should maybe try to get him in your lineup. He might he might to Josh's point, he might be more of an RB two this week, given the landscape of running back injuries. It also depends on your team, and you know if you have Dalvin. It is pre bye weeks though. It's Saquon, and you know I don't know. I'm making up another, and you know you have three good receivers. You know, stumbled into a good receiver off the you know Chris Olave, and you know I'm I'm struggling to come up with with things five weeks into the season. Yeah, he's definitely. I'm very discussion. tired. He's definitely in the uh, discussion this week. Top thirty six. In fact, I think a little more highly than that. I'm just playing it safe. Flexible yeah. Guy. It's on to the tight ends because people need tight ends. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they do. You wanna, you're yeah. going first in, right, buddy? Uh, I'll go first. My first tight end. Um, this this might sound a little obvious after last week, but TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson <laughs> he was very dis- extremely disappointing up until last week. But I think he'll be balling again this week. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark, and Swift are all questionable again this week. Sounds like we covered this in the noon segment, but it sounds like Chark might play. I'm not sure that Swift or Amon Ross, St. Brown play this week. I'm if I was if I were to bet money on it, I would say they're both sitting out this week. Um, if yeah, I, oh, I don't well, think we did discuss it. Uh, the Lions have a bye week six. Did we mention it? We kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. I can't remember. And we'll talk about that more in a second. Um, and but for both the sake of the podcast, had, yeah, Lions have a bye coming up. If both receivers end up uh, missing again, I think Hawkinson, no, that's good. Um, Hawkinson is in for a big day again. Um, 
even if they do play, the, the Patriots are giving up the fifth most points to tight ends. They've allowed five touchdowns through the first four weeks to the tight end position. And that is one per game, over one per game, in case you're doing the math, 1.25 to be exact. Mm -hmm. So I say Hawkinson is a must start again this week. Um, and, I, and I threw him in there because, you know, after those first three weeks, man, like, Surely last week you were kind of like, well, you probably started Hawkinson, but I bet a lot of people that had Hawkinson on their team definitely went out and grabbed a second one, a second tight end, just in oh, case. Oh, yeah, he's been disappointing know? up to that point. Yeah, I included him for the exact same reasons. Uh, all I have to add is uh, of those, I believe you said five touchdowns over four weeks, uh, they just gave up one touchdown last week to the corpse of Robert Tunyon. Uh, I thought there was another one. Oh, that's a different player that I have a reference like that about a corpse. Um, I have my Patriots giving up <laughs> the wrong amount of fantasy points, apparently, because I, maybe I didn't do half point. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and Hawkinson went off for, caught eight of his 12 targets for 179 yards and two touchdowns last week. Uh, as a kind of a snapshot of his season, uh, uh, not his season, recency bias, he's now scored three touchdowns in the last two games. So, yeah, he scored one week yeah. before that, before last I'm sorry, Chris. Did you say something about Robert Tunyon? Yeah, I said he scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, well, Robert Tunyon has to happen to oh be my, my second tight end this week. Uh, he's like you mentioned, he scored a his touchdown corpse. last week. Yeah, like you said, and he's a corpse. <laughs> so that's I, my other I, guy, Hawkinson. Sorry, uh, Tunyon has actually looked pretty good out there. He doesn't look like like you know how some people come back from an ACL injury and they look like they're kind of around, hobbling around a little bit. Tunyon looks good. He really does. He only had two targets last week, caught both of them. Yes, one was for a touchdown. So it wasn't a lot of usage. Once again, the Packers getting the Giants, who haven't really faced a potent offense so far this year. I mean, going back to going back to the teams they play, the Titans, they don't have a viable tight end, really. The Panthers, nope. The Cowboys, pretty sure Dalton Schultz was out of that game. In fact, I know he was. And the Bears, who Cole Komet, I still, I'm not sure, has a single fantasy point yet this year. So once again... Hmm. Look at the look at the teams they've the, the the talent they've faced. Not really much of anything at all. So I think if you're looking for a, a tight end to stream this week, why not stick with Robert Tunyon again? If you played him last week, you're looking for a tight end. P, uh, Tunyon, according to PFF, he gets the sixth best tight end matchup uh, going up against safety Julian Love. Tar, uh, Tunyon also has a um, has a target on 19% of his routes, which may not sound like a lot, but that's 12th most of all called tight ends. So that's not bad. And, you know, like I said, he's been coming back from the ACL injury. So I bet he gets even more work as the season goes along. And why not this week, too? You know, maybe Alan Lazard is a little banged up. And and Tunyon gets a little bit more work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's your last guy, Chris? My last guy at the tight end position is a one, Jawan Johnson of the New Orleans Saints. Saints. A little bit of a deep yep. dive here. Um, let's get this out of the way. For the first time all year, Adam Troutman played more snaps than Juwan Johnson last week. I almost That's texted you last week. I was like, 60, there's 65% <laughs> to Juwan Johnson's 48%. For the first time all season. And but last year and the Juwan year still, that. No, but Juwan still ran more routes and over the course of the season has received three red zone targets to Troutman's one. Both have one red zone touchdown on the season, given Troutman's, Man. Given Troutman's performance last week. He got his first touchdown on his first red zone target. 
The Seahawks are absolute worst versus tight ends, giving up the most fantasy points per game to the tight end position at 25.2, and we're just torched by the aforementioned TJ Hawkinson. But just in case you think that was it, like meaning Hawkinson was 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 it, uh, they had Kyle Pitts. They gave up Kyle Pitts one good game in week three. Uh, they gave up a touchdown to Ross Dwelly, San Francisco, in week two. Sands Kittle. The George Maryland. Kittle handcuff. Yep, exactly. When Kittle was not playing. And week one gave up five catches to Albert O, who has absolutely nothing since. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out again, as far as I can tell from the news segment. Uh, and Kamara is probably back, but we can all agree he's banged up, right? I think they I know sent- he's... I didn't good, put it good. in the new segment because he's good. Um, it, 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 it's like, I don't even think he has an injury. He has designation. no designation. Like, yeah. I think he's suited up. He's ready to go, dude. He's like, I think I'm, he looked banged I'm up last healthy. week. I think he looked banged up last week. I'll put it that way. So I think they send some of the targets Johnson's way and he gets some red zone looks as well, uh, which should be good enough for a tight end dart throw here in 2022. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I don't I don't mind I, that at I all. I know man. when I typed that up I was like I can't put it any better. It's just it is what it is, Chris. <laughs> he's you got to It's going to be and, and you know what? He'll probably his name will probably pop up in a few weeks again, you know, because why not? You know, like it's the tight end position. If you're if like if you swung in like say he's you just, drafted he, Albert, say mm-hmm. you drafted Albert O like late in the draft, you know, you just completely punted tight end and you drafted Albert O, well that didn't work. You're taking these swings, you know. You're hoping for that touchdown. You're taking like, these cuts. Because you love yeah. those baseball references. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just yeah, those it is what it is. Exactly. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that one bit, man. Oh yeah, I love, I love it. I think it's one of my favorite ones. You, you, you kind of, you know, me and you, man. We fall in love with the sleepers and the deep dives and the this. And that. It's, it's like the frowns I got for Pacheco and uh, Rashad White in the running back segment. I was like, you know, this is supposed to be more of a startable guy, Chris. <laughs> but I was like. I don't know, but maybe keep your eye on these guys and pick them up if you got if you got a spot. Hey, man, if if anything, like you said, a Dude, guy there's a lot of people dropping think... Javante, you know. Well, in redraft, what's the point of hanging on to him? I'm pretty sure. Which league did I have him in? Our league. Maybe I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, point is, there's a league that I dropped him for. Oh gosh, who was it? Todd White. Yeah, I like what I saw. I think he's going to be used uh, I believe to that was in, the, in our, in our uh, Friends with Benefits friends League. Friends with yeah. Benefits League. Yep. Yep, sir. Okay. So we got, what we got left? We got uh, quarterback? Yep. Chris, ahead, my sir. quarterback stream of the week is, can you guess, guess who it is? Jameis Winston. It is Teddy Bridgewater. God dang it. Okay. Hey, good. I got some guys to talk about. All right. Uh, we didn't cover this in the news segment. I'm sorry. I forgot to put it in, but Tua has been already, he, Tua was ruled out on Monday for week five. Uh, Teddy gets a full week of, uh, full uh, week of first team reps Yep. Mm-hmm. and he's going to be getting the jets. Normally I wouldn't be in on Teddy, but Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are the types of receivers that can take Teddy's dinks and dunks and turn them into big plays, especially against the soft jets. D Teddy came in and took over for Tua last week. Yeah. Um, Last Thursday, completing Mm -hmm. 60.8% of his passes for 193 yards and one touchdown. Yes, an interception was in there, too. But I I like two of this week, or Teddy, this week against the Jets. I thought that was the low-hanging fruit right there, and apparently it wasn't. All right. All right. Well, we'll... um... We'll talk about some of these names later and an asking for a friend. 
Uh, let me get on to my quarterback. Uh, I almost said sleeper, a streamer of the week. One Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence's favorite receiver is Christian Kirk. He plays primarily out of the slot. The Texan slot corner is Desmond King. He was PFF's 119th rate cornerback last last year. Yeah, I was like, question mark, go Hawks. <laughs> I said that in the yeah. wrong order. Sorry. <laughs> and they haven't faced a slot wide receiver of Kirk's caliber, not even close yet this year. Last year in Lawrence's first NFL start, Lawrence torched the Texans for 332 yards and three touchdowns. We don't need to talk about the second start uh, against the Texans last year. Uh, I like Lawrence as a streamable QB one this week. Uh, again, dude, he played the he played the Eagles last week. Uh, I'm I'm just chalking it up to that. Uh, if you're looking at the box scores and whatnot, uh, I think he looked pretty good in week one and week two as again a, a borderline QB one type of guy, a sh- weekly streamable guy. So that's what he is for me this week. I don't mind it one bit, uh, Chris. I have a. Don't start this guy, but I'm really rooting for him. And I already talked about him earlier. It is Bailey Zappi. Um, You think that Max playing? I don't think he's going to play this week. I think think he got a limited session today, didn't he? I thought. Yeah, he might play. I don't know. I think that they they should probably look at Zappi again. Um, He played okay. Anyways, uh, Chris, why don't you... I mentioned in that... Do you have another guy I don't know if it matters if it's Mac Jones or not. Do you have another uh, guy I can, I can give you my sleeper of the same position, quarterback, if you'd like. Get okay. that out of the way. Um, I have Jameis Winston. The guy who uh, might not play I, like, I like to include it. I was looking to include him as an honorable mention slash sleeper slash streamer. Let's just put it that way. If he plays... Really riding it? that fence. Yeah. No, well, hey, he's, he's <laughs> out there. Dude, it's like, what's the difference between the 11th quarterback in, in one's weekly rankings, uh, 10th or 11th quarterback, and like their 14th guy? It's like vast differences. Two, one Canyons. Point, 1.0 oceans. points. Yeah, no. Oceans. The exact opposite. Deserts. So, James. That's deserts difference. He plays okay. Seattle. He play, If he plays, he's a little banged up. That's important to keep that in mind, folks. Uh, I think Josh mentioned uh, Andy Dalton, their backup, a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, Seattle gives up the six most fantasy points to the quarterback position uh, per game, points per game, and the fourth most passing yards in the league and just gave up 378 yards and four touchdowns to Jared Goff and the Lions. Jameis Winston. Okay. Might be a QB1 this week. Assuming he plays. Assuming he plays. Yeah. For the fourth time. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you That's say okay. that. Yeah, I'm messing with you. Man. I um, didn't say it though. My sleeper is a guy who Chris would not help if he fell down. He would throw him a bucket of water if he was. Drowning. I saw the note. I saw the note on sleeper. If this is who I think you're talking about, I, I didn't know you could put notes like as a commission. Oh yeah, I can. <laughs> Did you see that for a yep, player? Yep, I can't believe. <laughs> I just it had, you you won't you know you were gonna wait until I just came across it just on, at random. I can't believe it was ever mentioned. Anyways, my sleeper <laughs> this week is Robert Woods. Oh, okay. Going up, what? going Why up against this like Robert Woods. Robert Woods, uh, you hated him preseason. Anyways, going up against the Commanders this week, who are giving up the most points to the wide receiver position in okay. fantasy football of over 33 points per game to wide receivers. The uh, group as a whole, of course. Um, as I mentioned in the news, tra- or you mentioned, uh, Traylon Burks is out with turf toe and potentially for weeks. In comes Bobby Woods. I like him this week. He is not, he is one of the really only viable options for 
the Titans this week. So I think that if you're looking for a guy that you need a spot start, Robert Woods, everyone. You know, Robert Woods. All right. <laughs> he scored he scored ten, double digit points the last two weeks. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. You piqued my interest. You piqued my interest. So that has been our regular show. Stay tuned for if you are listening to the podcast version, please check out the stream. 8 a.m. 8 p.m. every Thursday, mm-hmm. Central Standard Time. Um Chris, where they can they find you on the social medias? They can find me. <laughs> At AFFB, Chris. And I am at Josh <laughs> AFFB. I, I, and I know my Twitter handle. Apparently, do he does. I just don't know it, actually. <laughs> did you see that? Okay, I was giving you a I, like, I blanked. I blanked. I was like, I have the script <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, you did. I didn't even have to see your face. I'm like, oh, man, he totally I forgot it. Right uh, anyway. I forgot it. I forgot it. <laughs> I had to click on it. Um, tune into the Sunday morning stream. Uh, we start at what? 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, right? Correct. Today yes. Central Time. Yes, sir. Um, where you, at last minute injury news, and uh, you can ask us some last minute lineup questions, and uh, you know maybe just kind of hang out and chat about this, that, or another thing. Um, we kind of go off the rails sometimes. Definitely, we talk a lot about football because we both like football a lot. But mm-hmm. you know, we definitely go off the rails uh, on Sunday mornings and sometimes on Thursday nights too. But that has been a regular show. But stay tuned if you are watching the stream. Stay yep. tuned. We will have some questions. We have some talk about some injury or some uh, bye week potential pickups for next week. So yeah, that's we'll talk about it more probably on the Sunday stream as well, in case you missed it. So until Sunday morning or next week, however, we have an amazing fun football and good luck. Goodbye.